From the West Coast to the coast of Lake Phelan, this is the Coast to Coast NBA Podcast. I'm Chalanga. And I'm Dylan. Hello, Dylan. It's been a couple months since we've done that. Yeah, it feels really good. It feels really, really good, actually. Good to be back. Yeah, I miss you, man. Our last episode, we, we spent so much time playing characters, I kind of forgot what it's like to talk to my friend Dylan. Yeah, I don't even know what characters you're talking about. We had actual NBA players on the last episode, though. Yes, we did. Actual, uh, you, real, authentic NBA if players. If you haven't heard it yet, go back and listen to The Catchler, our last episode, where Carl Anthony Towns tries to find his front court mate of the future. It was really cool. We got to meet a bunch of NBA players. We got to be mm-hmm. you know, on set producers. in The Catchler house yep. for Executive for producers. Weeks. Um, it was really, yeah. It was yeah. really cool. So give it a listen. I'm really excited about our vision for our voice, the vision yeah. for our voice. Yeah, we really shine through on this uh, on this Catchler pod. So please give it a listen. Today, we are joined by the one, the only, Troy Oslin. Troy, welcome back to the pod. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Of course. Two for three. Hey, uh. For real. We... We love having you on. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And mostly that's just because we had 110 listens slash downloads on our last episode with you. So we're just going to keep you on as long as we can <laughs> so that we get more downloads. I am clout, baby. Damn, <laughs> that's seriously. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, Twitter that was the first time. <laughs> so, by, by the way, to all 30 of our listeners for this next episode, uh, that was the first time we crossed 100. So that's great. Thank you, oh. Troy. No kidding. Wow. Wow. You never told me the numbers before. Yeah, because usually so. Dylan's the one paying attention. I don't pay attention that often. Right. But the Troy effect is a real thing. Let's hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can get past 100 on this one. Today, we will be doing our annual NBA Power Rankings Draft. So each offseason... It is officially annual. Yes, this is the second year <laughs> that we're doing it. Officially annual. Each year, Dylan and I, and now Troy, take turns drafting teams based on where we think they will land as far as their record in the regular season next year. Today, we will start with our lottery team, so our teams that will not make the playoffs. We did a snake-style draft. Troy, you had the first pick, so whenever you're ready. I did. You know, I thought about this for a lot longer than you thought I was going to think about this. Y'all thought this was going to be a really easy choice, and it wasn't. But in the end, I took the Hornets at number 30. I took the Hornets. (laughs) Easy. I don't know. I can't get the like the image of the Knicks being the worst team like ever out of my head. So I was thinking about that for a while. But I took the Hornets. I took the Hornets, and uh, for some fairly obvious reasons, because they've lost almost every ounce of talent on their team. Um, like, and we were just talking about this before the pod. Shalanga and I were. They had the 12th best offense in the NBA last year. Pretty good, which was led by Kemba Walker, Jeremy Lamb. They're gone. They are long gone to be replaced by Scary Terry. Literally, they're two best offensive players. Yeah. They're out of town. <laughs> Kaminsky's out of town. Even Michael Jordan is out of town. He's he on sold, his way out. He <laughs> sold his shares. Like, dude, that's the state of the franchise, man, that Michael Jordan no longer wants to be directly involved. I think, I think MJ just might be on the verge of getting me too. That might be the issue there. Ooh. He might get canceled soon. Whoa. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm, okay, I'm mo- not... more information later. <laughs> Wait, no, no, there's no, there's no information. That was that is 100 speculation <laughs> and, and shade on Michael Jordan because I love it. You know, you can shade the best player or at least the third oh, best player sure. of all time. <laughs> but I think you're right, Troy. That's a good point. If Michael Jordan is looking at the situation and saying, "I can't even fix this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. You know like, it's bad. Greatest basketball player of all time is like, nope, nope, you and guys like, are the lost. the most competitive person. Yeah, no time. kidding. Yeah, yeah, it's just, nope, I got to be done. He's got to hang it up. <laughs> you know, but he's walking away. It's smart to walk away now while your starting lineup is looking like Terry Rozier, Nicholas Batum. I like Nick Batum, admittedly. Good player. Um, yeah, he's fine. Bad contract. Yeah, bad contract. But, but like, good role player. Um, he might be. He might have been their second best player overall, but he he should not be a second best player on any team. No, 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 no. No way. Maybe fourth, probably fifth. But anyway, scary Terry, Nicholas Batum, Miles Bridges, who was bad last year. Yeah, admitted he admitted he was bad. Yeah, yeah. Saw that tweet. I yeah. think didn't he yeah, say don't hate I on Miles like Bridges. Too I much played like podcast. ass. Was the direct <laughs> quote from his Twitter account. Yeah, he's he's a. He's a coast to coast favorite. To be yeah, honest. we love him. We love him. But he did play like ass. Uh-huh. Hey, always room to move up, especially in Charlotte, where there is no pressure whatsoever to succeed. Um, there's just not a lot of hope <laughs> there, and I think that's really uh the biggest pitfall for the Hornets. Is like there's, I can't think of any upside on this team. Can you? The only person that could maybe give upside is Malik Monk. If mm. somehow he's not just a, a like a terribly inefficient offensive player this year, then you know maybe that could be a glimmer of hope for the future. Because I liked Malik Monk coming out of college, but so far he's been pretty terrible. I mean, once again, much like Miles Bridges, there's room for improvement, which that's at least a little glimmer. But mm-hmm. it's not a shining beacon like some other teams have with some blue chip players. You know what I mean? Can I ask one question for the group before we move on? Oh, no, no, no. I need to talk, too. Oh, Dylan, you have something to say? What's up? Well, I don't even know if Miles Bridges is going to be able to get out from under Michael K. Gilchrist and Marvin Williams and Nick Batum because last year he did not. And, I mean, I yes, he played like ass, but like if he doesn't get out from under those guys, they might win less than 15 games. Their only chance at being not the worst team in the league is if Miles Bridges is in the starting lineup. Well, That's I, assume, like, for I sure. assume he will be because... Michael Kidd Gilchrist has pretty much moved to the four, one hundred percent. Yeah, but so and is Marvin Williams, and so is Miles Bridges. Like they're all undersized power forwards, right? But I think that Miles Bridges can play the three more than Marv or Kid Gilchrist for sure. And then you can slide Batum up to the two. Is either that or you starting Malik Monk at the two? Which I, I he has not shown that he's capable of much. Maybe Dwayne Bacon makes it in the starting lineup who? at the two. <laughs> exactly. Who? <laughs> Is that a real name? Dwayne Bacon? Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right, he's huh? someone we discussed last year, too, as a... as a. Uh... We loved the Hornets last year, by the way. Oh, we were all over the Hornets. Really? Oh, my God. I had Dwayne Kemba Bacon was, had a MVP. flag. Kemba's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, I love Kemba Walker, and I loved him on the Hornets, but once again... There's that void. I think that's a good point, Dylan. I mean, my question for the group is, currently, as constructed, who is the Hornets' best player? Ooh. That's a hard question. Miles Bridges. I think, like, 
And I truthfully have not watched enough of him in recent years, but I think like speaking of a complete player, unfortunately, it's probably Nicholas Batum. It has to be. Yeah, I think it's definitely between Bridges and Batum. Batum has really kind of fallen off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got to be getting old now. He's 31, I think. Maybe 32. The cool, the cool thing about Bridges this year is that he's going to be given the keys to the kingdom a little bit. And especially with Terry Rozier, I think that he'll be able to play more of the playmaker role because Terry Rozier is not so much of that. Right. And he did that in college, too, as we discussed last year. So that'll right. be fun to watch even as they lose every game. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, this is not I have a question for the group. Past, past teams, for sure. Go ahead. I have a Coast to Coast special. Lindsey Whalen, would you rather... <laughs> Would you rather have Terry Rozier or Ish Smith as my starter? Just as a, yeah, in general. I think I'll take Terry Rozier. I would also take his, Scary Terry. Terry's upside, mm-hmm. like his ceiling is higher. His floor is definitely lower. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of, he's a, you know, a tenacious defender, even if he's not the most intelligent defender. And. He's had his moments offensively where he's really he's really shined. So I I don't know. I I like Terry overall as a player. I don't like him as the number one option on a team. Well, he was perfect during that Celtics playoff run, what, two years ago. Mm-hmm. When like he was just kind of thrust in there and he had those limited minutes, but like it was perfect and he was a phenomenon. You know, scary Terry was everywhere between that and Rick and Morty. I mean, it was all over the place. <laughs> like right. here's my thing about Scary Terry. I actually would pick Ish Smith in certain situations. And those situations are if you want someone to pass the ball, (laughs) because Ish Smith has actually averaged over three assists per game. He averaged 6.5 assists per game. He actually can distribute a little bit, 6.5 and 15 and 16 when he was on the Pelicans and Philadelphia. But he just hasn't ever been given the keys to an offense before. And we did see last year a lot of stretches where he was more effective than Reggie Jackson. I would just say that if you want a player to distribute, to be a traditional point guard, Scary Terry is not your guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll agree. Yeah, but luckily, Terry Rozier doesn't have any shot makers to pass the ball to. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, the Westgate over-under for the Charlotte Hornets is 23. Troy. What you got? Uh, I got to take the under. Troy's taking the under, I Dylan. Just... I have him at 13 wins. <laughs> oh, my God. Dang, dude. <laughs> Whoa. And they're not going to tank. That's not, That's without tanking. That's, that's effort. 13 hard-earned wins. <laughs> you know, I think they have just a few too many actual NBA players to get to 13, but it wouldn't completely shock me. So I am smashing that under button. Mm-hmm. Seems like a pretty safe bet to me. Yep. No, I, I uh, probably have him more around 16 or 17, but that's but still pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Uh, worst team in the league territory for sure. All right, the next pick is me. I've got the Cleveland Cavaliers as the 29th worst team in the NBA. Another obvious one. Mm-hmm. Very obvious. So this year they've added Darius Garland in the draft. Who? Nobody got to see play last year because he tore his ACL after two games at Vanderbilt, three games at Vanderbilt. Not very long. But he looked good on draft night. Like (laughs) like his outfit? (laughs) 
Yeah. Was he the one wearing the like Kanye suit? Yeah, he was wearing oh. the Yeezus. It looked like it was a Yeezus suit. Yeah, I remember. I loved it. I was obsessed with that. They also added Kevin Porter Jr. and Dylan Windler as rookies. And hopefully, they'll have Kevin Love back healthy. My thing is, this team is coming back pretty much identical to what it was last year. They're just adding some rookies. Rookies do not contribute to winning. And I'm going to bet money on Kevin Love missing significant time this year. I would also not be completely shocked if Kevin Love ended up on another team. So I just can't imagine this team getting any better. They were last in defensive rating and 25th in offensive rating last year. Kevin Love can probably, if he plays more games than he did last season, provide a little bit of an offensive boost. So that could bump a tiny bit. But I don't really see too much upside in a projected starting lineup of Sexton, Garland, Jetty Osman, Kevin Love, and Tristan Thompson. Oh, Tristan I, Thompson. What about Larry Nance? Is he? He not, might start. Does he have no chance at at the five. He might start. I'm not. I, I, I'm not really sure. Really, yeah. it, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I'd rather have him start. To be honest, well, he at least has upside. Tristan Thompson doesn't do anything. <laughs> particularly well or well at all. Tristan Thompson has Kardashians. Yeah, oh, he kisses God. Kardashians. He has not done anything on the losing Cavaliers. He was great when the Cavaliers were winning, and then they started losing, and I think he's really miserable in Cleveland and really wants to be somewhere else. Which, who knows? Maybe he'll end up somewhere else. Watch him get traded to the Lakers and play with LeBron again. You know, I was thinking about that. Like, I don't uh, think the Lakers have the salaries to make that work. No, and, his contract is so... Yeah, and so Cleveland overblown. doesn't have cap space to just absorb salary. They're no. over the they're over the t- they're over the cap with Love and Thompson and I guess JR's gone, but they still have Clarkson is on a big contract, mm-hmm. John Hansen. I mean they they've got a lot of yep. salaries. Anyway, the one positive of this team is that I think the bench unit won't be completely horrible. They'll have Matthew Delvadova, Jordan Clarkson, Back. Larry Nance, Sindarius Thornwell. Maybe Windler or Porter Jr., depending on how they develop coming off the bench. So at least they're going to be able to put NBA players out there in their bench units and stay afloat. Yeah, I think that them at 29 makes sense only if Kevin Love is traded or sustains another horrible injury. I mean, he's always hurt. Yeah, the thing that they do have that we do have going for us in terms of our projection is having them as one of the worst teams in the league. They do have a top ten protected pick, yes, so they do. Uh, th- if they want to keep their pick, they're going to have to tank at least to be in the top ten um, and give themselves the best chance at keeping that pick, and which is a pick that they would want because they want to put someone around either Darius Garland or Colin Sexton. I think that there's a move to be made between Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. I don't think that they're going to play well together. I guess you have them with Garland playing off ball. I mean, either either of them. That's what I've heard is that they'll start together. Yeah, well, that's they're going to start together on a team that's not going to win a lot of games together either. <laughs> right. But they're going to have to do something about that. Maybe like sooner rather than later because they might cancel each other out and hinder each other's value. Um, so that's what I would be worried about is hopefully they can... Hopefully Sexton plays well the first couple of games of the year and they can get the most value out of him that they can and they keep their pick and they put someone next to Garland that makes sense and is good. And my other thing is that 
if Kevin Love plays the whole season for Cleveland, I don't. I think that they are a twenty-five to thirty win team. I think that that's that could happen. If yeah, Kevin I Love could definitely the see that. Healthy. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. Do you think that Cleveland is a sneaky potential? Nope. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Paul team. Nope. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Do we think he'd get dumped off to another terrible team? Well, like, I mean, you put to the Chris Paul and Kevin Love and. That's a playoff team in the East. Mm. Would they do it for Colin Sexton? Okay. Oh, yeah, one, one of their guards, whoever they like less. And then they've got salaries to make it work. They could send over John Henson and, I don't know, is, Trist, Tristan is Thompson. SGA, the, question, the biggest question then is, is SGA comfortable playing off ball? And is he even better suited playing off ball? We don't know that yet either. Right. Right, I suppose but they already did kind of trade for a point guard of the future, but it, it, it is interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something to think about. Chalanga, yes. Their over under is twenty four and a half. Are you oh. taking the over or the under? See, that's a hard line because of the Kevin Love thing. But I'm betting on him playing less than sixty games and maybe him being traded. So I'm taking the under. I have the slight over. I have him at twenty five wins next year, baby. Ooh, Dylan's got the over. I love it. Yeah, and Troy? I only took the over because I know both of you are taking the under. Mm. Well, uh-oh. See, there's there's logically I want to take the over, but I just and this is like personal bias coming in here. I just hate the Cavaliers. <laughs> I do not like Tristan Thompson or Kevin Love anymore. What? The most beautiful man in the NBA? <laughs> I would I would argue that. Against that or for that? Against that. Against that. That he's the most beautiful. There's a lot of beautiful okay. guys in the NBA, Dylan. Though we could talk who, about the transformation else, who, of Kevin Love. Kevin Love used your, to be pretty homely. Yeah. And now he looks pretty good. Yeah, he looks very beautiful right now. Chalanga, who's your most beautiful NBA player right now? Uh, maybe Kelly Oubre. Maybe Jimmy you Butler. I love Kelly. See, I like Kelly the manly. I like the more manly guys. Kelly's like a Kelly's. Kelly's too much of a power bottom for me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know your type now. You're kind of, you know, kind of into the bearded, kind of the berry type guys, you know? Yeah, I like the big boys. What can I say? All right. No, you know I love you know I love wingspan. I know you really do. Big wingspan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, Dylan or Troy. What's your <laughs> over tighter under? hugs? Tighter hugs. <laughs> I don't know. I could 24 seems about right. Um, especially if Love doesn't play that much. Once again, I don't believe in the rest of their talent outside of Love. Thompson is not a game-changing player. We have yet to see anything from Sexton that suggests he's a game-changing player. I just don't see the depth. Um, Unless Shetty Osmond develops some more, they'll probably be right around 20, so I'll take the under. All right. Did you just call him Shitty Osmond? Shitty Osmond. Shitty Osmond. I love Shitty that. Osman. That's a great new nickname. Shitty Osman. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the number 28 pick. Dylan, who you got? All right. I picked this team mostly because I wanted to shove it in the face of Chalanga. What? Because Chalanga picked this team to win 50 games last season for the first time in 40 years. They really? hadn't won 50 <laughs> games since 1978-1979. And that team is the... Washington Wizards. Well, guess what, Wizards? You're going to have to wait at least another five years. Isaiah Thomas won't be coming back from injury. 
at least until Zeke, the original Isaiah Thomas, comes back from being canceled. <laughs> Man, I was I was I was really high on the Wizards last year. I you know what? And I don't regret it. I I really don't regret it. Better to have loved and lost. Exactly. And you know what? John Wall got hurt. Brad Beal had an all-NBA level season. If John Wall had been healthy and Brad Beal would have had that season, it would not have been inconceivable for them to get 50. Yeah, John Wall is worth 18 wins, right? Because um, last year their record was 32 and 50, Chalenga. You thought, oh, oh, did you say 50 wins or 50 losses? I forget. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Dylan. Tell us about the Washington Wizards. They were pretty good with Brad Beal's pick and roll, huh? They also had Thomas Sadaransky playing, hanging on there, hanging in there for John Wall, who actually he he filled him quite nicely. But unfortunately, they lost Thomas Sadaransky, so I think that that's a bigger loss than maybe people will acknowledge. The other thing, uh, they pick up Trevor Ariza in the middle of the season, and he's gone too. They lost all of their power forwards in Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, Jeff Green. And now they're going to be starting the uh, Japanese sensation, Rui Hachimura, and the uh, most annoying player in basketball history who played for the Spurs last year, Davis Bertons. He's my least favorite NBA player of all time. You got to get Davis Brown. Bertons. That is so weird, Dylan. What here's, the hell? Here's my thing, here's my thing <laughs> against Davis Bertons. I don't like Davis Bertans because he took off against the Wolves. He just could not miss a three against the Wolves. And maybe there are a lot of players like that last year. There, yeah, there that were. happens. Yeah, that's for every example. Player, or every team's got one player. One of our least favorite players, Andre Drummond, who keeps hitting threes against the Wolves. And no other team in the league. But it just it pisses me off. Yeah, when these players just go off against us. And so Davis Bertans is one of those guys who just was going off against the Wolves last year. Troy Brown Jr., is he related to the uh, football player Troy Brown? I don't even know. Uh, but he started a couple... I mean, he started, what, 30 games for them last year, and he might have a chance to improve next year. But their starting point guard is Ish Smith, and he was a backup point guard on a team that barely made the playoffs. Well, he started a lot of those games last year. <sighs> Man. Because Reggie, Reggie Jackson was injured for quite a while. But yeah. you're right. You're right. No, he... He but and he played pretty well when Reggie Jackson was hurt. But he's still he's a backup point guard. He is mm -hmm. he is what Tyus Jones sh could aspire to be. But yeah, I don't think I don't think he should be starting for any type of good team. They're over under next year, twenty six and a half. I have them with a slight under. I have them at twenty five wins. Oh, and here's why. I think I heard from these basketball insiders who are on the market currently to become. Assistant GMs. I don't know if you've heard of them, but their names are Banjador and Jonald Banghart. Oh, yeah. The Bang Bros. Here. <laughs> oh, you know, know them. The Bang Bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bangbros.com is one of my favorite websites. I thought it was bangbros.org. Anyway, they're saying, they're saying that there's a possibility that Brad Beal wants to go to the city of rock and roll and incredible barbecue. And that's Are you Memphis, saying Tennessee. Grit and Brad Beal to Beale Street? Brad Beal to Beale Street. Let's get him oh. over there. I, I like that idea. <laughs> because of these because of these bang hearts, <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to take them with a slight under at twenty five. The Wizards, I'm sorry, 
but you're going to have to wait a bunch of more years, at least until the end of the John Wall contract before you win 50 games again. Yeah, you know what? Their offense was 14th in the league last year, and they lost Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, Thomas Sadoransky, all decent offensive players, and they're replacing them with much worse offensive players, except maybe Davis Bertans. So I can't really imagine their offense getting any better, and their defense is for sure not getting any better than 28th in the league, except maybe yeah. by luck. So I, I would go with the under two, and I think Brad Beal is out of here. If the Wizards know what's good for them, Brad Beal is out of there. They get some If young Brad players. Beal knows what's good for him, why would, he, why would he sign an extension? He hasn't yet. No, he hasn't. And he Brad could've. Beal to Orlando. Troy, what you got? Yeah, I got the under. All right. We're all under 26 and a half for the Wizards. Sorry, Wiz. Dylan, you got the next team, too. All right, yeah. This one comes as a bit of a surprise to Las Vegas because their over-under is somehow 33 and a half. Don't understand how because it's basically the same team. That's the Chicago Bulls. I can see it. I could. I could. I don't want to. Uh, right. mostly, mostly because like it's going to pain me to see... Zach Levine on a team that's just as good as the Wolves, if not with a better uh, future. If Kobe White is, like, super good, I'm going to be really sad. Like, there are so many things that tie us two teams together. We took Jarrett Culver six overall right before Kobe White and had the opportunity yep. to. Yep. And he's he would, he would have filled a position of need for us. We needed a point guard. And Gerson, I trust you because especially as a scout, because that's your background. Yep. But if Kobe White is better than Jarrett Culver, even if it's just next year, I'm going to be biting my fingernails down to the edge. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know about Kobe White. Uh, and the thing about the Bulls is that I think one of the biggest things is that they, they improved their point guard position to NBA competence, right. which isn't up. And people are pretty high on Thaddeus, Thaddeus Thaddeus Young. Thad. Thad Young. We call him Thad. As a I like Thad Young. In in an NBA locker room, especially. I just have such and a, as a bad defender. taste in... And a defender. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I just personally, as a fan, have such a bad taste in my mouth from Thaddeus Young's tenure with the Timberwolves. <laughs> it was like, what, a third of a season? He was truly terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was awful. He was good. He's been good on every other team he's been on. But when he was with us, it was bad. Didn't he go to the Nets right yeah, after he went us? To the Nets, and he was phenomenal. And he was awesome with yeah. the Nets. Yep. And then he was awesome with the Pacers. Yep. And now he'll probably be fine with the Bulls. But he doesn't have to start. He doesn't even have to like. He he can be the seventh or eighth guy. Yeah, and he probably won't start. And, you know, Thomas Sadoransky was the starting point guard for a team that went 32 and 50 last year so could they get to 33 and a half well it depends on if zach levine is a walmart version of brad beal is he Uh, is he walmart brand bad brad beal yes that's probably true that's i love you zach true but it's probably he can definitely he can definitely score 20 a game or maybe even like the target also give up 25 a game the target version, yeah, <laughs> like a slight yeah. upgrade. Yeah, 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 not quite Walmart, but yeah, because he's you know he's athletic. I'll give him the target. What's the version. target brand called? Is it called something specific? It's it like... just changed. Actually, it's uh, it's like Good and Gather now because it used to be Market Pantry. Yeah, now They've it's also Good and Gather. The, 
Morona. Now brand. it's Good and Gather. Clothes. Yeah. Oh yeah, Morona. Yeah, let's call him Morona. The Morona. The Morona <laughs> Brad Beal. <laughs> I I love that dude. That's the new nickname. We got to get that trending on Twitter. <laughs> Morona Brad Beal. <laughs> so my uh, thing about Zach Levine is that. I have always thought since he came into the league that Zach Levine's peak is six man of the year. Like he should be Jamal Crawford on, you know, do it and running your second unit, letting him just score 20 points a game off the bench. Fellow Seattle in Seattleite. That's right. They are both from Seattle because I just don't think he adds anything to a starting lineup because he's not a good enough scorer to lead you to wins like that when he's, you know, playing 35 minutes a game. He doesn't add anything to a team that wants to win over 30 games, that's for sure. Yeah, no, but he is definitely a dynamic, dynamic NBA scorer in a limited role. All right, so everyone is really excited about the Bulls with Otto Porter Jr. and Laurie Markkinen. And when they had both of them on the court... Don't double-check me on this because I wasn't totally exact about this, but I believe they were 7-8. and not horrible, but not great. There's yeah. just not a great sample size of that. And it's like being counting on that being really great for you is like counting on is like us counting on Robert Covington making the Timberwolves that much better. I mean, he played 12 games with the Wolves. The other right. thing is that when they were seven and eight with Porter and Markinen, Robin Lopez was the starting center. So and they lost him. So I just don't see this team being 11 and a half games better than last year. 11 yeah. and a half games because they added Thomas Sadoransky and Kobe White and Thad yeah. Young. And a full season of marketing. He missed quite a bit of time last year. But I just don't, I don't know if it's 12 wins. I'm not a huge marketing guy. I don't think it's 12 wins. So I'm still, well, Dylan, I'm still riding the under very gladly. I have them right around 25 wins as well. All right. I I'm mean, riding. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm going to stick by that. I wrote down 28 wins, but I said 25 because in the moment I felt 25. But mm-hmm. I have I'm going to sit at 25. Yeah, I have them at the under two, but I have them a little higher than you. I think that their best case is the over. I think their most likely case is somewhere between 29 and 33 wins. Mm. I think they're they're right in that range. They, they feel like the Timberwolves, what, three years ago when they went 31 and 51? Oh, mm-hmm. Kind of gives me that same vibe of... You know, they're fine, but Zach but Levine... the Wolves had Cat then. I'm just confused. <laughs> right, but I think they have their, their floor is higher because they have more NBA players. They don't have Shabazz Muhammad, Jalenga. Oh, fuck. My favorite Timberwolf of all time. Troy, what do you got? Over or under? Um, I'm also not a big fan of the Bulls, but I think, like, Thinking rationally about it, I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains with Kobe White and their point guards. Um, I think if they lose a few games to start the year, they're going to start giving Kobe White a lot of minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, I got him right around like 26. 26 is my magic number for the Bulls. All right. Troy's got the under at 26. All right. Awesome, Troy. Oh, look who's next. Me. The 26th worst team in the NBA. Rudy. Earmuffs. Trudy. Earmuffs. You're not going to like this. I've got the Memphis Grizzlies. They're the fifth worst team. Yikes. So the Grizzlies, of course, got the number two pick last year. They uh, jumped the lottery. Their their record was 33-49. and 49, And somehow they jumped wow. all the way to the second pick. 
Unfortunately, they should have lost their pick last year. Yeah, they should have, but they didn't. Mm. They lost two of the players that contributed most to that record, Michael Conley Jr. and Marcus Gasol. So this is really a new look Grizzlies. All of the old grit and grind Grizzlies are gone, and it's a new era led by John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and the darling of the Summer League, the MVP, Brandon Clark. Wow. That was, See, that was a great Chalanga call, too, by the way. I'll tell You're you welcome. when I'll tell our listeners when Chalanga is very wrong, but this happens to be one of those rare occasions when Chalanga was very right. I was super right on Brandon Clark so far. We'll see if he can actually play in the real NBA. Because if you'll remember, Tyus Jones was also summer league MVP. <laughs> well, and the Grizzlies are just collecting summer league MVPs. That's right. But I'm I'm sure if you look back at the history of Summer League MVP, it is not very predictive mm. of NBA success. Troy is going to take a moment and look that up uh, while I continue to talk about the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, man, I love this team in three or four years. <laughs> right now, they're a team that is going to lose a lot of games. Last year, they had the ninth best defense. Uh, unfortunately, they lost Gasol and Conley who were a big part of that defense, not only because of their skill, but because of their NBA knowledge and their communication. They've replaced those two with Jonas Valanciunas and John ja Morant, one of whom is a rookie, and the other one is uh, not known for his defense at the center position. Uh, so I, I, their defense is definitely going to take a hit this year. It's not going to be as good. Although I do like Jaron Jackson as a defensive player, and Brandon Clark has a lot of defensive upside. They've also got some pretty good wing defense in Crowder, Iguodala, and Kyle Anderson. I just think overall, there's too many holes in their roster defensively for them to stay at ninth. Last year, they were 27th offensively, and I imagine that they're going to be even worse because I don't know who's going to score on this team. I kind of completely disagree. I think that... I think that I like them way too much. I mean, I know. Here's here's the thing. They started off so hot. They were like, mm-hmm. what, 8-4 and four or something like that to start the season? Something like that. But they were in the playoff mix right up through December Yep. Um, in the West. And that was before they got rid of their entire team after that. But yeah. they've got a, a legit eight or nine real basketball contributors. Like, contributors. That doesn't count the Andrew Wigginses of the world. What if they keep Andre Iguodala? They try to convey their pick. They need to convey their pick this year. I mean, I th- I think so. Because after this, what if they protected right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that they're going to try to get as close as they can to 30, 30 uh, games to win thirty games. I see him. I see them to uh, as being like very similar to the Hawks from last year, except I think Jaron Jackson Jr.'s a lot further along than John Collins and John Morant is probably not going to quite be Trey young, but I think you should just put me at the over. I'm going to have them at 29 wins for next year. How's that sound? Wow. Dylan's got the over for Memphis. I love you, Rudy. I love you, Rudy. Wow. Uh, before I give my over under Troy, what'd you find out? Oh, okay. So it's actually a really mixed bag of summer league MVPs. Uh, going from the most recent, Brandon Clark, like you said, 2018. Brilliant. Josh Hart, Lonzo Brilliant. Ball, Tyus Brilliant. Jones, Brilliant. Kyle Anderson, 
Huh. I thought you said that there were supposed to be bad players. These are all brilliant players. Glenn Rice Jr., 2014. Valanchunas. Still brilliant. Wow. Uh, Another former Summer League MVP on the yeah. Grizzlies. They're collecting yeah. them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My personal favorite from the list out of all of these is in 2008, none other than Jared Bayless was Summer League MVP. Whoa. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Jared Bayless. All right, their over-under is 27.5, like we said. I think that is actually a pretty that's a tough one because they do have a lot of uh they do have a lot of nba players and they were at 33 wins last year do i think they will drop seven wins i think their defense will drop significantly and i'm just really worried about who is gonna score on this team rookie point guards jaron jackson iggy jay crowder their defense is gonna be fine kyle anderson's pretty good defense john moran's gonna be playing hard brandon clark like i say i their wing defense is good. It's just a lot of young players to rely on, which, yeah. you know. And we'll see how many minutes Iguodala plays. He's been playing, you know, between 20 and 25 minutes a game for the mm-hmm. past several seasons. And will he be on the team? I'm not sure. I am going to give them just the slightest of slight unders. I can see Boring. them winning 25 or 26 games. I just don't. Can I see them winning 28 29 30 games i don't know it seems like a little bit of a reach it would be awesome though i would love i would love are they gonna they be won. on your league pass schedule oh i'm gonna watch the shit out of them <laughs> i haven't chosen a single over yet troy neither of you what do you say oh i'm actually taking the over on the grizzlies oh, by yes. half a game i'm taking them at 28 okay yes i feel like we're gonna see some classic grit and grind grizzlies basketball this year um mm. i don't know i just I like. I think their players are going to work really well together. Um, I just. I think if Ja Morant is as good as everyone thinks he's going to be between him and Tyus Jones, they're going to be solid at the guard position. Um, I think they'll eke out twenty-eight. They'll claw their way to twenty-eight, but I think they'll get there. They might have the worst three-point shooting percentage of a team. Oh, it's not going to be pretty. That's what I mean. It's <laughs> they're going to claw. It's going to be those like. It's going to be 89 to 86 wins. I think that if John Morant wants to learn how to really shoot a basketball, to really shoot a three, because he had, he had horrible form in college. I, he, I think he shot okay, but he, his jump shot just kind of looks jacked up. Go by Demetrius. I think he needs to go by Demetrius. Demetrius is such a great name. Demetrius Morant. It's a classic mm. like 80s basketball name. I just, I would prefer that to the sullied name of Ja. Ja Rule? Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't like the, I don't like the connotations. Let's change this name to Demetrius. All right, you can call him Demetrius. I'm going to keep calling him Ja. Moving on. The next team, Troy, who you got? All right. Going back to who I wanted to take at number 30, I got to take who was far and away the... Actually, the best YMCA team in the NBA last year is the Knicks. Ah, the Knicks. And, you know, 25 honestly seems about fair. I think they're going to be better than a couple teams this year. They're not going to be good, but they're going to be fine. The thing with the Knicks is they've really just turned over what seems to be their entire squad. They've added, to quote Chalanga, a lot of NBA players in... uh, (laughs) Bobby Portis, Julius Randle, Taj, Alfred Payton. I love Alfred Payton. I you think, love him? Yeah. Huh. He's one of my favorite players. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 
he's a quality quality player. I really liked watching him on the Magic with Oladipo. Good dude. Hopefully, I mean, he was not. really great with the Pelicans for the first three games of the year last year. Yup. <laughs> can we can we just take one moment? This is my favorite thing to remember, is that today, the Orlando Magic roster could be Alfred Payton, Victor Oladipo, Tobias Harris, Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Vucevic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's still, uh, what, the five seed? I mean, it's a hell mm-hmm. of a lot better than what they got going right now. Yeah. That's a conversation. I don't know. We have, we, we have them... Pretty high, but that is a conversation for another pod. Anyway. Sorry. So they added all these NBA players, not to mention R.J. Barrett. They took it three, correct? Yeah. They took R.J. Barrett at three. Is he an NBA player? Pretty he close. Mm. <laughs> He's pretty close. He will He's be a Canadian NBA. NBA player. We got to come up with a metric that what constitutes an NBA player. Like, there's got to be something that Well, defines. they have to play in the NBA first. I think that's the first definition. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. He hasn't he hasn't done that yet, so I don't know if we can count it yet. <laughs> he will be soon. But I think when we talk about teams that have added a lot of NBA players, a lot of it's lingo for they're bad and they're still going to be bad because they added a lot of old guys that have played for a while. Um, the Knicks, I think as opposed to last year where they were just considerably out of every game and did not have a single chance in hell at winning any single game they played they've got enough veterans this year that like they'll be competitive they'll steal i think they'll steal a couple games from a couple uh higher profile teams but that's still gonna lead them to not that many wins offensively last year they were dead last in the nba um defensively 26th i don't really see it getting much better especially with what is probably going to be a severe lack of cohesion between all of their new players and all of their new additions. So I think they're just going to trot some players out there this year, kind of feel it out, see what happens, keep compiling some picks, and uh, take it from there. They're looking for the future, which for the first time doesn't look as awful as it really could. Yeah, you know, the thing about the Knicks is that I think that they're going to be big-time sellers. They've compiled some power forwards. A lot of power forwards, which a lot of teams don't have and oftentimes end up wanting toward the, you know, when they're starting to chase the Portland playoffs. Trailblazers, the Portland Trailblazers. But like you look back at like a lot of the more uh, like Nikola Mirotic has always been a hot commodity, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. For, for trades. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you look at Marcus Morris, you look at Bobby Portis. You even look at Julius Randle. If somebody wants to bump up, like boost their bench and have Julius Randle come off the bench and kind of run run the offense, that, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a role that he performed really well in mm-hmm. in New Orleans last year until Anthony Davis got shut down. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for all these people that they signed to be off the team. Or even some of their shooters like Reggie Bullock or Wayne Ellington. Those are hot commodities. I can just imagine this team will look very different yeah. in February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have I a freezing cold take. Yeah. I think the Knicks are going to be feisty next year. I think they're going to be able to bully like the really good teams in the league. Uh, they got uh, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, and Marcus Morris are going to be really good against the 76ers and the Bucks. 
Yeah. I think that that's a really good front court for teams like that. And I am not a Knicks fan. I do have to say, though, I'm picking the over. Damn. And, and I'm picking them to have 33 wins next year, the most wins that they've had in five years. Whoa. And here's why. That's freezing cold. I think David Fisdale is a top 10 coach in the league, and I think he knows that he needs to win 30 games in order to keep his job. So you think the willpower of David Fisdale is going to carry this gaggle of people into 33 wins? Yeah, he can't sell in New York right now. The real estate market's volatile. Are you kidding me? I think their defense is going to get significantly better. They added a lot of quality defenders. Marcus Morris, another year of development for Mitchell Robinson. Taj Gibson, super important defensively. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, uh, Frankie Smokes can get in the lineup. He's a really quality defender. Alfred Payton is a pretty quality defender as a backup point guard. So, like, their defense is definitely going to bump up. They're just, they're going to be so annoying for teams because they're going to be like, why can't we beat this team? But it's because they have so many players that are going to play hard on both ends. Mm -hmm. That would be really cool if they could. (laughs) That would be really cool. (laughs) I don't really have them. I have them as a slight over at 30, but I want to say 33 just just to get the New Yorkers hearts beating. Dylan's taking the over, and this is actually going to be my first over, too. They're over under 27 and a half. I can see them winning a few more games than that. They just have a lot of players that can actually play. Mm-hmm. 33 is really high, but I could see them making a, a significant jump. But, I mean, is it that high if it's the most wins that they've had in five years? Like, that's kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of exciting. It could happen. It could happen. Troy, what do you got? I got him as an under. I got him at 25. I don't think they'll have the offensive firepower to keep up. I think you're exactly right. I think defensively they'll be a handful. But I think, honestly, outside of uh, outside of Julius Randle, I don't know who's going to score on this team. Wayne Ellington. <laughs> Reggie Bullock, if he's okay. Wayne Ellington is uh, no. a solid Reggie two-way Bullock player. Is not. <laughs> yeah, Reggie Bullock, Reggie Bullock is going to be a lot better than he was with the Lakers. That's for sure. He yeah. he got a bad rap with the Lake Lakers. Yeah, we'll see. We'll All see. Right. The next team, the twenty fourth team, and the last team of this episode, Troy. Who you got? All right, and this is a league pass team. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna want to watch this team. You're gonna want to watch this team. More like a, a league all pass, bruh, <laughs> bruh. I cannot hate this team anymore. Are you kidding? All right, yeah, dude. Everybody, I, put I, your I hands actually, together. For at number twenty four, oh the God. Phoenix Suns. Ooh, I love the Suns this year. Ew. I do too. Ew. I really do. I don't know what you got against the Suns, man. This is gonna be like they're not gonna be good, but this is gonna be a fun team to watch. Ricky Rubio, Dario Saric, former Timberwolves All Stars. Uh, Devin Booker is gonna lose fifty games a year. I do not like Devin Booker at all. We can forget about him. Um, did you know you should not? Double team people and pick up. Have you yeah, heard you can't that? Do that. Yeah, you can't <laughs> do that. It's actually there's a law <laughs> in the Arizona statutes. Okay, all right. Yeah, so he, they were playing in L.A. though, so he just didn't know. Oh the yes, laws. yes, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a state lines thing, America. You know, it's a problem. Right. It's what a, a softy. What a softy. Dude, like, I didn't like this. Team be taking less of the Suns. 
Yes. Didn't he? He was riding a bike last year and he broke his hand. Is that a thing? Or a scooter? A was bicycle. It a scooter or a bike? It was a, a bike. bicycle. I don't know. I think it was. <laughs> it wasn't a motorcycle. I'll tell you that. No, 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 no. It definitely was not. No. Anyway, Troy, sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're good. I mean, Rubio and Saric are going to be, it's going to be fun to watch them play together. Um, I think it'll be exciting to watch Saric maybe play with anything other than like 4% motivation like he did with the Timberwolves last year. Um, and I think this has the potential to be a very high-paced, like ball is going to be flying all over the place offense. I mean, the projected starting lineup we got here, Rubio Booker, who I don't like Booker, but he's not a bad player by any metric. Um, Kelly Oubre, Dario Except Saric. wins and losses. He's a bad player in terms of that. But Rubio? Okay. Uh, but, but I'm talking about jazz, fun. Baby. No, I'm talking about Corey Booker, okay? Oh, Corey Booker. Got it. Um, Dario Saric and DeAndre Ayton. Who DeAndre Ayton is going to continue to get better. And he'll be an offensive force. I do have severe questions about this team's uh, defensive ability because there is none at all. Rubio is, I don't think, as good of a defensive player as people say he is. Aaron Baines is going to be good. Yeah, used to be good. Isn't super good. Saric, like I said. He did tear his ACL. that That was a while ago. I mean. Yeah. He was so good before that. And he was fine. Um, oh, no. Chalanga, back me up, please. He was pretty good, dude. His first few seasons, he was pretty fucking good. Oh, I loved him. He was so exciting. Mm. So but, exciting. I mean, bottom line is he's a super intelligent player. And so even though he, physically he might not be able to compete on defense, mm-hmm. he's at least, he always knows where to be. That's the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think, honestly, any team with Ricky Rubio playing for them, in my eyes, is a fun team. A bit of a homer in that sense, because he was ours. But, like, I think they'll at least be exciting to watch. Um, I think they're going to get smoked defensively. But much like the Knicks, you know, and you see this with a lot of these, like, kind of middle lower end of the pack teams. They've got that ability to steal games from people. The Westgate over under for the Suns is 29.5. And that's about right on base where I'd put them. I think I could see him having like, I'm going to take the under on the Suns. Oh, Mr. I love the Suns taking the under. What's okay. Fun does not equal wins. Yeah. All what's, the time. what's going on? <laughs> I think they're gonna going to be fun on? as hell, but they're not going to be very good. Think about they're gonna, the... Uh, they're going to change the S to an F, and they're going to be the funds. The funds. Dude, I'm down for that. <laughs> um, I think they'll win 26 or 27 games. Hmm. Wow. I, you mm-hmm. like them less than I do. Wow. Here's... I got, I got, some, I got some takes for the Suns. Okay. Me I too. You go first. The fact that they don't have to play Josh Jackson or Jamal Crawford anymore is going to be huge for the Suns. Those two players are the biggest fucking minuses. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Do you remember watching Jamal Crawford p- play Dude, for the Timberwolves? He didn't do anything. Oh, my God. It was a neck. Just, Jimmer. And, Jimmer. They were, they were starting Jimmer for debt at the end of the season <laughs> last year, dude. 
Oh, this team Jimmer. got so much better. They just got they got so much better because backing up Ricky Rubio, they've got Tyler Johnson. If they want to play Tyler Johnson to the two, they've got a couple of young, unproven point guards in Ty Jerome and Javon Carter. Mm-hmm. TJ Warren's gone. They've got Macal Bridges coming off the bench. They've got I don't believe in Cam Johnson. They drafted Cam Johnson, and I think that was a mistake. Big time. But, oh yeah. But he'll be whatever he is, he will be that now, probably. Yeah. I, and like you said, Aaron Aaron Baines, great bench center. He you know he's a little injury prone, but he is he like really up ups their bench units defense. Uh, I they just like they they got significantly better. Plus they added Monty Williams as a coach, and I'm gonna root the oh I'm gonna fucking root for Monty Williams until I can't. Root oh, him. absolutely, Nothing better yep. than mm-hmm. Monty Williams taking a team to 42 wins. Whoa. No, not this team. Just like in general, that seems right. like his peak. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that that's kind of like as the Suns as currently constructed, if they stick with this core, that seems like as good as they can get. But here's the thing. The Suns are forever cursed because they made a huge mistake by drafting DeAndre Ayton over Luka Doncic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they are cursed for all time. I don't know if that's the curse, but they are cursed. That's one of them. I'm all in on the Suns and Kelly Oubre's sexy ass. I'm taking <laughs> the over on the Suns. I got them at 31 wins. Oh, gross. Oh, and you said I was gross. Way off that's a difference of like four, five. Oh, that's disgusting. I can't Get believe out of you here think with this that. Slander. You think that Corey Booker's going to win more than 30 games? I'm not betting on Booker. I'm betting on Rubio and Monty Williams. <laughs> That's a good bet, you know. Right, I like that. <laughs> the good guy of the NBA, Monty Williams, <laughs> the likable guy, Ricky Rubio. All right, here's what I got: How many wins? And this is for Troy because I think that Chilang and I have already discussed this before in our lives. How many wins is the most wins that Devin Booker has ever had in his career? Let me see. And he's been in the league for like what five years? He came four years, same now. draft as uh, Carl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Four full years. So this Full-ish this will years. be his fifth. He definitely not more than twenty two. I think it's twenty four. Yes, yeah. Dang. It's twenty four. Hmm. I cannot see this team being ten games better. Ten games better with Ricky Rubio and Dario Saric. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to take the under. Twenty eight just- wins. And I'm locking that down. I'm, I don't think that there's any way that they cross 30. I think that they're going to be hindered by what you call their curse. The curse <laughs> this of the team, Suns. This team, is, this team is actually super reminiscent to the 2014-15 Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, I love that yeah. team. Ricky Rubio, I was, that's Zach what, Levine, ooh. Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns. That's what I was going to talk about when I was mentioning fun, how fun this team is. Like that yeah. old Timberwolves team. Like when we had Alexi Shved. Ah, it's it's similar. It's yeah. it's definitely reminiscent. And these players are a little bit older. And they also don't have Andrew Wiggins. They only have Zach Levine and Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, DeAndre Ayton. Hold on. Let me look up how many points a game he scored last season. I don't care how many points a game he scored, to be honest. 16. Oh, yeah. He was 16 and 10 last season. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. That's not bad. I mean... If you're huge, yeah, you should be able to sleep and get 16 a game if you're given that much. <laughs> if you're given that much run at the end of the season, or you're like, we want to lose. Here, 
just try to put it in the basket. How effective was that anyway? All right, that's enough about the Phoenix Suns. I have a Lindsey Whalen. Would you rather? Bing, bing, bing. Corey Booker. Sorry, Devin Booker or Andrew Wiggins? Andrew Wiggins. We've already Andrew done this Wiggins. one. We've already done this one. And we know <laughs> we would rather have Andrew Wiggins. Yep. Most people That's are an old say would you Devin rather. Booker. Yep. Because he scored 71 oh in a my game. God. Dude, there are people that have Devin Booker. There are people that have Devin Booker ranked higher than Carl Anthony Towns for like best players in the NBA. That is fucking yeah. stupid. Isn't that slanderous? If like, you have done that, if you are listening to this and you have ranked Devin Booker higher, we will not be coming onto your podcast ever. Dude, I don't I don't say this lightly, but if if you think that Devin Booker is a better player than Carl Anthony Towns, please, please stop watching basketball. <laughs> Honestly, like watch, watch baseball. So, watch something else. <laughs> like, because you it does you don't deserve to watch basketball. Go, pick up hockey. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> Go watch fucking polo. What's cricket? The, cricket. Cricket. I was gonna say cribbage. Fuck. Oh. Watch cribbage on Quidditch. TV. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Rugby's pretty entertaining. Cornhole. I don't care. Anything it's called else. bags. It's called rugby's, bags. Rugby's <laughs> one of the most popular sports in the world, and you never would think about that in this country. It is. All right, also, we've, re- we've really gone off the rails. Thank you. <laughs> wait, for wait, listening. wait. Oh, Devin Booker <laughs> or Josh Okoge? You oh. can't keep giving us these Wolves I'm homer Devin questions. Over Josh Are you? Duh. Are you kidding me? Oh, I mean, wow. you gotta That's think so about it. At least, like, for like a second. I mean, I the Josh smart Okoge. The smart pick is Booker, but like, you gotta think about it. I'm saying you put Booker out of a situation where he has to be the number one scorer. He has to be the ball handler and facilitator, and I think he's a more useful player. My mind's telling me no. It's like evaluating a quarterback. You got to think about the intangibles. Character. Put Devin Booker in a Kyle Korver role. Chemistry. Chemistry. Okay. Character. What? Kyle Korver Devin, yeah. Devin Booker or Robert Covington? Hmm. <laughs> I know who I want to say. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Oh, man. That is tough, dude. You know what? You know what? I'm still taking Devin Booker. Oh, no. I'm taking the intangible on this one, too. Yes. Robert's been one of my favorite players since he was in Philly. You know what? I can't take Andrew Wiggins over Devin Booker and not take Robert Covington over Devin Booker. That's crazy. I'm taking Robert Covington. That's crazy. Thank Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No problem. No problem. That's, That's crazy. Woo! All right, I'm that was saying, a pretty fun addition put, of Lindsay. You put Wayne Devin Booker in the in the right role, and he is awesome. I'm telling you, just run him off the screens. bench. The right role, have him shoot threes. All right, thank you for listening to this episode of the Coast to Coast NBA podcast. <laughs> Third time's the charm. We're signing off. Don't forget to follow us on the socials on Twitter at Coast to Coast NBA, on Instagram at Coast to Coast NBA Pod. Send us an email at Coast to Coast NBA Pod at you know what you did, Tony B. Don't forget. It's the number two, not spelled out. Don't mm-hmm, forget to download, mm-hmm. subscribe, tell your friends, leave a rating interview. Troy, what's your socials? Hey, uh, you can find me. I'm actually going to take my Twitter off private for a little while. You can find me on Twitter oh. and Instagram at TripXAssless. That's T-R-I-P-X-Assless. It's a play on my name and Skip Bayless's name. Find me there. Would love to hear from you. Wow, this is a limited time only, folks. 
limited time only. Thank you so much for listening. And um, I hope you enjoyed our content. I hope you enjoyed all of our Phoenix Suns conversation because this is what we're here for. All right. Bye, everyone. I feel like the worst teams are more fun to talk about. Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah.